Welcome to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys, hosted by Justin Bradford and Matt Best. Hello and welcome to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, and Pinoys, Justin Bradford, Matt Best. And, you know, we're getting used to this once a week thing right now. It is the off season. And since it's the off season, we don't have enough to talk about five days a week because <laughs> it's the off season. But it's some ridiculous. companies make you do it five make, times a week. Make you do it for like, what, $2 a day. Yeah, and then undercut you. But, you know, I feel like I'm on life. the Miracle Children's Network for like for only 49 cents a day. <laughs> you can sponsor you can two sad half Filipinos trying to do a hockey podcast at fair wages. In two different countries, even. <laughs> oh, I have <laughs> some stuff to tell you off air about our last uh, paycheck. Uh-oh. Yeah, not great. I haven't, re- I haven't received mine yet. Oh, neither have I, and there's a good chance I won't. Uh-oh. Yeah, we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> so, Matt, I want to go and start this off with, so guess what comedian I get to go see Wednesday night here in Nashville. Is it, If it's Joe Coy, I'm going to just stop the recording right now. So we're scrolling through. I girl, hate you so much. It is. is you don't even have to say yes. You and, dick. And realize, she's like, did, did you know that Joe Coy's rescheduled you show? You insufferable dick. Is at the Ryman on Wednesday night? I was like, what? How did I not know about this? Well, it's a rescheduled show and it had been pretty much sold out. Only single seats are remaining. And a lot of the single seats are obstructive view. But obstructive view is like a really thin pole. Mm-hmm. And so I got pretty strategic with it. And so... I have a ticket to see Joe Coy. So is it just you going? Just me. She'll be out of town. So just me going to see Joe Coy. I hate one of my you. favorite comedians. I hate you. Filipino comedian. Shut up. <laughs> and I get to see him in person. And I'm like 12 rows back from the stage. And because it's slightly obstructed view, I only paid $39.50. I wonder what the obstruction is. It's it's a very so the way the Ryman's built is they have support beams that basically support the the balcony above right oh gotcha i didn't know it was a two-layer kind of thing if it was a concert i probably would not get obstructive view because it's a comedian that'll walk from side to side and that's what i was gonna say too yeah and i looked at the views and everything too the pole will be just to the right of my face so but very very minor obstruction and the center of the stage is bang on for me again if it were a concert i'd be like eh depending on the artist or 39.50 to see Joe Coy? Oh, all over that. Any day of the week. All over that. So, are you going to end the recording right now? No, I, I had to bump up your volume there. We're also on video for the first time Hello. with this podcast. Because we can do fun things like that. So, if you're listening to us on any of our audio platforms, thank you. But you can also go on video as Justin just is freaking out in his house. What are you looking at? Because we have video. Kill 15 seconds of time. <laughs> what in the hell? Anyways, we have a giveaway going on. I guess I'll talk about that right now. I don't know where he's going, and this just proves that crazy shit can happen when you record. Um, if you go to our Twitter page or our <laughs> Facebook page or anything like that, you will find a giveaway link. And if you look on our YouTube page, you will find that Justin is back at his chair. Okay, so I just wanted to show off one of my prized possessions. A little more towards your face. There you go. Okay. That's just more hatred. It's an autographed, for those of you that are listening, it is an autographed Joe Coy Funko Pop. See, this is cool now because people who are watching our video podcast will now finally see the stuff that we show each other during the podcast. 
Basically, it's the stuff that I show you to troll you. Yeah, I hate you. I have nothing to show you to troll you. What do you has like the Joe Koi exclusive sticker on it? Oh, it's even in a case. Oh, it's in my hard stack case. This is, and the the back of it. That's cool. Too. Very nice. That is nice. So Joe, to get to see him in concert, I'm pretty excited. Do you know what show this will be for him? I don't know. I mean, it was originally I think is. It actually says rescheduled from February 2021, but I'm not sure if that was a reschedule from 2020 even. Like, you oh, know how God, everything has yeah, multiple yeah. reschedules? Like, do you know if I this is his care. first show since he started touring again? Or do you think he's been... Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, this is something I could Google so. easily, but I just don't know. Eh, I don't... I, for me, I don't even care. I wouldn't care either. I was just curious. I'm excited to hear some Filipino jokes in Nashville. And to go outside and socialize with human beings. Yeah, to go to a lot I mean... Another thing that I went to yesterday, so today being Monday, went to the the first NASCAR Cup Series race in 37 years here in Nashville. That's cool. I was seeing uh, our pal Peyton. He was tweeting about it, and it just... Yeah, he wasn't like, there, though. Yeah, okay. Well, rub <laughs> that in a little deep into him. He was, he was at, he was at the, the, the Bush there, the Nationwide Cup race, with the minor league race on Saturday. But, like, the amount that he appreciated it... Just oh, yeah. gave me a good general consensus on how much people down south love their NASCAR, and I am all oh, for it. So like if I, I when I come down south, I gotta go. Forty thousand people sold out crowd. It was it was fun. It was a boring ass race, but it was a fun time. Yeah, I. Uh, they they got to work on that a little bit to make the race a little bit more exciting. But it was so a fun run time. me through like a typical day at the race. Dude, this is my first full race. Oh, so, really? So I went. We, okay, Alex run and I me went to the baby's first race. Well, yeah. <laughs> Alex and I went to Talladega two years ago, and I only got to complete one stage because it started raining, and they would postpone the race to the next day. And we, it was a Sunday. We both had to work the next day. That's so we couldn't stay in Alabama. So for 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 us, well, there's a lot of logistics they have to work out in terms of getting people in for parking and out for exiting. Uh, that's a that's a whole nother story right there. Uh, but we arrived at the track probably around 1130. The race was starting at 230. I want to get there early, do the fan walk, do all the all basically where you pay to be marketed to mm. <laughs> all the little booths and everything for free giveaways, all that kind of stuff oh, yeah. uh, to do that. Parking was in a grass field outside of the track. Seems on brand. Um, a lot of people were tailgating. So I already realized what I want to do next year because so you don't have to spend a lot of money on food there. They're letting people tailgate, so bringing grills and tents and everything as long as it fits in your parking spot. And beer. And beer, plenty of beer. Like, you can drink beer up until you enter the gate. It's incredible. Like, open containers just everywhere, even through the fan walk. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, It's just an understood thing (laughs) that you're drinking. Uh, Now, (sighs) most tracks, not Nashville this time, most tracks allow you to bring in coolers where you bring in your own alcohol. I, I mean, that's what I assumed with the tailgate is you just bring in your own alcohol. Yeah, but, but I'm talking about into the stadium, like into the actual track. Like if you have a seat in the bleachers, you can have. Yeah, as long as it's not glass. That's unreal. But they didn't have that. I'm just an ima- I'm just imagining like some old dude in his little cooler bag plopping down in the oh, seat. Dude, yeah. And cracking open like a Bud Light or something. Having a yeah. Drink. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we got there. Plenty of people tailgate. I mean, the gates open at 6 a.m. So there are people are probably there at 6 a.m. And ready to tailgate and stuff. And that's what I want to do. I'd, maybe not 6 a.m., but maybe 8. Get there. You grill out. You drink and everything. And you're just having fun, hanging out with people. You bring a generator. You could put the TV on for whatever pre-race festivities are going on you want to watch. 
just like a football game. That sounds fun and as hell. It does sound fun, and then you'd have leftovers for after while you're waiting for the parking lot to clear. <laughs> How long were you in the parking lot for? We luckily weren't in the parking lot that long. We weren't rushing to get out. So after the race ended, we made sure we, we stayed for all the, the ceremony and everything uh, and stayed for that. And then we went and looked at some of the merch trucks. Took some nice pictures. Scanners, took some nice pictures. Uh, turned in my scanners because that's really cool. If, if you've never been before and you want the experiences, rent the scanners. What does that so you do? Listen, oh. You can listen to the drivers and the crew chiefs talk to each other. That's cool. Uh, as well as listen to the radio broadcast as well. Now, I will say, okay, where it's only our second episode, um, but Bubba Wallace was having quite the time. Uh, he spun out twice. He hit some things, and he probably had the most colorful language oh. in his communication with his uh, with his pit. Um, Which colorful words did he say? There's a couple F-bombs. In That's there fine. That the general public can hear. Uh, so... Trigger warning, if you don't want to hear an F-bomb, here, here it comes. I'll drop the first one on our podcast. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. We can only do like one a month, so this is a good one. <laughs> okay, so this is, and this is a quote. This is Bubba Wallace <laughs> now, and I'm trying to remember exactly what he said, but he spun out because he hit a spot of debris, and um, that's what he's blaming it on now. Uh, we'll get into a whole other thing later some other time with some of the fans and how they react to Bubba Wallace. <laughs> but he hit some debris, and <laughs> he goes... You know what would be fucking amazing? If they'd clean the goddamn fucking track where people are driving. Fuck this shit. <laughs> and then he goes and he pits. And, and, it was just, and, and I mean, he's the only one, because I'm hitting and scan. He's the only one with colorful language. I mean, just rolling, rolling the F-bombs the whole time whenever he'd get pissed on stuff. Oh, but it's amazing. pretty cool to hear the communication on things and what was... I know a lot of you don't care, but this is just kind of the neat stuff that's going on in the strategy with sport is there weren't as many cautions to close out the race, meaning there weren't as many times to pit and not lose your spot, right? Mm -hmm. So there are maybe about 15 laps remaining, and I'm hitting the scan button, and over 10 cars and chiefs were talking about fuel. Like, they were worried. And there are, I think, at least four or five cars that ran out of fuel on the last lap. That's And they had to coast in. crappy super close because they i mean they have they're having to make adjustments they're hoping for another caution they didn't get one chase elliott had loose lug nuts and got disqualified from the race like a whole tire was loose and he finished the race somehow and we we, he dropped a bunch of spots like oh yeah you could tell something was wrong yeah but a lot of guys ran out of fuel and everything carl arson just ran away with it his third win in a row but it was a fun time i'm glad i'll be back next year hopefully they do a little bit more to make it even more exciting and fun and this is what was funny to bring it back to the predators they're doing this circle Full circle. There's doing this pre-race video talking about the city in Nashville and sports and everything, and <laughs> our our row we just got a laugh out of this because I was there with Cameron Gumpy, who's also part of Penalty Box Radio, host of Southern Hostility, and Patton Fuquay, who's done multiple things with Penalty Box Radio before, including play-by-play and hosting a podcast and stuff. And they show this video about professional sports live in Nashville, championship level hockey. And it's like, wait, not championship hockey championship level hockey <laughs> oh oh why ouch just, just say professional hockey and be done with it ouch like you get so close and you can just call it professional level yeah like <laughs> why do you need to use the word championship in there it's just championship level well the one the western conference oh, whoopee 
I've also won games before, like... Championship level, baby. Oh, uh, people level. make fun of people with stupid banners. That's a stupid phrase. It's a stupid phrase. It's a stupid <laughs> phrase. All right, so Matt, I've done a lot of talking. I want to get your take, especially on these playoffs so far, and especially the thumping that the Lightning put on the Islanders awesome. uh, in Game 5. And I want to ask you this, because I did see a couple tweets about this. Had the Canadiens lost eight to nothing in a game, do you think there'd be a narrative of saying that the North Division was weak? And do you think what? How do you think the narrative is for the Islanders losing a game like this? If they lost eight to nothing during the playoffs, in in a in the round three of the playoffs, the Canadians lose a game I, eight to nothing. Do you think there would be people that would try to bring up that narrative? There would be, but I think those are also the people that have been bringing up the narrative for since the start of the season. And they won't get off of it no matter what kind of thing. Where you look at it, one of the best goalies in the NHL is in the North Division. One, a Vesna winner is in there with Connor Hellebuck. You have undoubtedly the NHL's best superstar, best marketing guy ever to play the game within the last, what, 20 years? And Connor McDavid, skill wise, the guy's just incredible. Uh, You have one of the best pure goal scorers the league has ever seen in Austin Matthews. I don't buy the whole North as weak narrative, and I just think the North is built differently compared to the rest of the divisions. The rest of the divisions are built more old-school rough-and-tumble. The North, you have the Senators, who are up-and-coming. You have the Winnipeg Jets, who are just constantly in turmoil this year because of the Patrick Laine situation, because PLD Mm -hmm. didn't really work out for them. You have the Montreal Canadiens, who are built with Mark Bergevin going, holy shit, if I don't do this right, my team is going to be terrible, and he's nominated for Executive of the Year. (laughs) You have the Toronto Maple Leafs with the young whiz kid Kyle Dubas, who some agree with and some don't, and you go, well, we went from Lou Lamorello over to Kyle Dubas, we went old school to new school, and the argument out there is, and Mark Spector was talking about this today, is do more front offices need to go completely young? I think the Leafs are one of the organizations in the whole NHL that is just trying to set that precedent of being, this is the new and young way, while all the old school guys like Lamorello are going, well, I've got a fourth line of bruisers, third line of character players, I put Leo Komarov in my top six, and I'm in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. Like, There's trying to be a changing of the guard, I just think the North is more peculiar compared to other divisions. Um, The Islanders, however... Taking an 8-0 thumping. Hmm. I feel bad for Semyon Varlamov because the first three goals, not really his fault. Not like in the slightest. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, however, this is why they won a cup. Braden Point, eight goals in a row, like eight games, eight goals. That's nuts to me. Um, Nikita Kucherov, if you had him winning most valuable in the playoffs, you probably should rip up those tickets because Braden Point's coming for it. Uh, Victor Hedman. I mean, if Luke Shen can score a goal in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you're having a bad time. You're having a really (laughs) bad time. Now, Barry Trotz is a no BS kind of coach. I'm sure a lot of our listeners know that based on his time in Nashville. Um, He was very choice with his words after. He wasn't really carving up his team because he most likely already did that in private. And, I mean, going out to the public, carving up your team, in a conference final game, not really going to do much for you. Um, if they had maybe a young coach, or if let's say this was the Minnesota Wild and they got this far kind of thing, then I think it would affect their psyche a little bit more. But I think the the Islanders as a whole, 
just with their coaching staff. They're one of the teams that are left that can easily just hit the reset button and go, all right, let's let's go again. We got to win two games now in order to get this done. Do I think they do it? No. I have Tampa winning this. I've had Tampa winning this for a while now. Okay, how much how much more impressive then would it be if the Islanders are able to overcome that type of thumping? Especially, I mean, it was 2-2 in the series mm-hmm. where the teams had exchanged victories. I mean, no team had won two in a row, and no team has still won two in a row in this series. And how much of a surprise and how big would that be for the Islanders to come back from this or even just to force a game seven would how big that would that be uh the momentum like if you had a momentum chart right now i'd say 90 percent of it is on tampa bay and that's even <laughs> including like a nice little restart for the islanders they'll have 10 percent momentum steven stamkos i mean a lot of the questions were is stamkos going to show up these playoffs and then he did show up for the first couple rounds and then for the third round through the first three games or four games it was we're stammer well stammer's back Braden Point's been on a tear. Victor Hedman has been positionally sound and chipping in on offense as much as he could like possibly do, and he looks fantastic. Andre Vasilevsky is Andre Vasilevsky. I really don't right. need yeah. to give you stats or anything on that. We could. Yeah, um, <laughs> this team is just... The Lightning are very good at starting the game, and their pace of play is unlike any other. I'm pretty sure on the broadcast they said that they are 11 and 1 when scoring the first goal this postseason. So if you want your key to victory if you're the New York Islanders, it's score the first freaking goal. Like have give yourself a chance there. But it's also so tough when the uh, when the Lightning are just so good across the whole ice. Like there's really no weakness to this team whatsoever. If one star player isn't performing well, then you get your like Alex Kalorn or Yanni Gord or your Andre Palats, and they just go, yeah, I'll play hockey today. But mm-hmm. when you get your Stammers going, your Braden Points going, your Nikita Kucherovs going, th- this is why they won the cup last year, plain and simple. Right. All right, on to the other one, the Golden Knights and the Canadiens now. I mean, two straight games going into overtime. It's been a fairly low-scoring series overall as well. Montreal, if anything, they belong and they've, they've proven they belong. The series is tied two two, but they're playing very tight against Vegas, Vegas as well with a goaltending change. I love it. Too. And I remember reading a tweet too, of how Robin Lehner psyched himself up for this was he, he said, I spent a few hours on Twitter reading, reading people talking shit about me to amp myself up. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's pretty, Robin says whatever he epic. wants. It's great. That's pretty epic there. But I mean, your take overall on this series and the direction it's going as well and what it means for Montreal to be in the series as tight as it is, and especially two straight overtimes, they're giving Vegas a run for their money, for lack of a better phrase, for Vegas. <laughs> it's, uh, so the last game that these two games or teams played, I, Montreal was the way better team, plain and simple. Um, high danger chances, five on five, 17 for Montreal, one for Vegas. The whole game. 17 to 1, 5 on 5. If that doesn't scream Robin Leonard bailed your ass out the whole game, I really don't know what does. <laughs> Montreal's done a great job shutting down Vegas's forwards. Uh, Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone have looked kind of invisible. I mean, Alex Tuck has looked good when he's been propped up on that first line with Chandler Stevenson out, but I, I just. It's incredible watching Carey Price basically say F you to every mm-hmm. single person during the regular season who went, he's washed. 
He can't play anymore. He's not a top five goalie. He's not a top 10 goalie. And for me, I mean, in a few leagues, I was thinking to myself, do I keep this guy going into next year? And now it's just an easy yes. Like, there's no doubt about it. You keep Carey Price. Now, my question for the Habs is, they got this far based on a bit of luck. And, I mean, every team gets this far based on a bit of luck. But their luck came in the terms of, and I know people are going to hate this, a great signing in Corey Perry. Corey Perry has won before. Uh, Corey Perry has brought something to that team that they didn't really have whatsoever. But they've also uh, lucked out in that their younger talent has progressed way quicker than a lot of people have expected. Tyler to or yeah, not Tyler Toffoli. Cole Caulfield is just he doesn't look like a kid out on the ice. He looks like he belongs in the NHL. He doesn't look like he's ever had the yips in his life. Nick Suzuki is just he's showing why. Vegas was kind of reluctant to give him up because he's that good. He's a, an incredible player. He's going to be a top-line center in this league for years to come. Uh, it's just I didn't expect him to be this good. It's kind of the same thing with Pierre-Luc Dubois in that playoff series against Toronto in that whole series or in that whole year. PLD just was he was good, and then he turned it on, and then he took a step back. So it was kind of the perfect storm for the Montreal Canadiens in terms of Carey Price played phenomenal. Uh, Suzuki has been out re- unreal. Caulfield's been good, and their defense has been okay. They haven't been great. They've just been okay. Now, how the hell do you just do this again next year? What does Bergevin have up his sleeve? Because every move that he made in the offseason, people went, well, I can ridicule that if you fall flat on your ass. And now it's, well, that was a pretty sly signing. Because to me, getting Corey Perry at vet min, I was like, whatever. He'll play a few games here and there. I didn't expect him to have this big of an impact, even though I know a lot of people hate him and hate the way he plays, but he's been playing good hockey in the postseason. And it's, it's, I know, I I know you don't like it. I I know, I know, I know. That's why I'm here because I will just say it, that he's played good hockey. Um, I I give credit where credit's due. Bridgman's built a pretty hard team to play against in the playoffs. Okay. Well, still F Corey Perry. All right. (laughs) We we asked, and y'all definitely delivered on questions to help drive the show as we're in the offseason. And want to know, we're not going to get to all the questions in this episode because we, we still have a lot of offseason to go. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to cover just a couple in this episode. And let's go ahead and start off with this one. This one comes from Lincoln. You are forced to switch allegiances to another team forever. Which bandwagon are you hopping on, Matt? And why is it Montreal? <laughs> so I, uh, I will just I I'll, I won't pick the Leafs and I won't pick the Preds because I feel like those are two pretty cop outy answers for me. Um, Duh. If I had to change to any other, as of right now, you know what? I'd switch to Seattle. God bless it fresh start no history no missing the no not getting out of the first round of the playoffs for x amount of years Mm -hmm. uh no running it back since 2017 none of that stuff just fresh brand Mm -hmm. new and you kind of hope and see and just go can we do what vegas did and i mean i like what seattle's done they've made a lot of diversity hires with people who actually deserve the job and they're not flaunting it around kind of thing uh their broadcast team looks incredible and like a lot of fun Uh, yeah that like that's that was a huge move. I thought that's that was really sly. Um, and it's just I would hop onto there because, like I said, 
if they're shit the first year, you kind of expect it and you take the lumps. But this is a team where they can be courageous and they can go after a Jack Eichel and try and get a franchise center kind of thing. This is a team where if they suck next year, they're in position to get a great just (laughs) franchise player uh, out of that draft. This is a team where you don't have to care about what happened last season because there was no last season. Mm -hmm. It's a pain-free experience, and I think it's good just for people if you want to get them into hockey is just come to this team watch this team play hockey because they haven't done it as a team before and now you get to experience it from day one with them and honestly my short answer if i had to pick another one colorado avalanche okay i love the avs grown up like that was forsberg sackick uh no oh, yeah rob blake foot all those guys i understand i understand so i was going to go with seattle as well <laughs> i mean you still can well, yeah, and obviously my allegiances aren't as – look, I cover the Predators. Yeah, I was a Predators fan, but I've been able to separate in terms of, like, fandom. I just enjoy the sport of hockey and enjoy watching good plays and watching players do things. And yeah, it's fun to see the Predators do well because it's, well, one, good for me in terms of what we do. Uh, two, good for the city of Nashville. It's good for the community. It's good for my friends and things like that, like see my friends happy and everything. But when it comes to rooting, I'm saying this to be honest, people – I'm not like rooting for them to where I'm getting intense. Like, oh, this is so st- I can't handle. Th-. I'm not overreacting to things like a typical fan does, which is absolutely 100% understandable for fans to react. You are I'm giving fine. everything to your team. Yeah, giving everything to your team. You put your lifeblood into this. Your money, as well, spend a lot of money. I don't spend money on the predators, so I don't have that invested interest to for them to do well and everything my invested interest is do i want people to read my stuff or watch my stuff or listen to my stuff yes that's my invested interest right there mm-hmm. so just you know prepping it that way more than anything else seattle would be a lot of fun fresh start there's going to be some good natural rivalries they're going to be there i mean them in vancouver should be a fun oh yeah like just quick rivalry like there if, where you're gonna have, if yeah. you know anything about baseball and the jays when they go to seattle and how they fill that stadium up i was lucky to do it two years ago it's so seamless to get from border to border there. And yeah. like you said, that's going to be one of the most electric rivalries in the NHL. And Seattle sports fans, I mean, I think of, well, one, the Seahawks fans, and big time, they're soccer fans. I mean, their soccer fans are intense up there in Seattle. And if they bring any bit of that over to hockey, which a lot of it does transfer over, I mean, here in Nashville, there are plenty of soccer fans and Predators fans and lots of crossover from Preds to soccer. Nashville SC so I fully expect that type of raucous unique Seattle type of atmosphere is going to happen there so that'd be fun so if I had to choose something different from Matt I would go with the Florida Panthers wow did not expect that thought you were going to go Detroit no because I grew up being the Detroit fan that's why but I wasn't that's predictable yeah well (laughs) you know it's still it's fun well it's just like that'd be like you picking Toronto yeah but yeah, you're right. I got nothing for that. You're right. <laughs> Florida, because I like covering underdogs, and they get made fun of a lot because of attendance issues. And it would be for me, if I was switching my bandwagonness. it'd be for me, if I'm switching my team that I think would be fun to cover, it'd be them because there's an opportunity for growth there to cover it. There you have an opportunity to continue to grow the sport of hockey there. They, as an organization, have an opportunity to continue to grow the sport of hockey in South Florida. And they have some fun players on that team, like Barkov, right there. That's all I got to say is Barkov, and that'd be fun to just watch him throughout his career and everything. And if I'm going to be a fan, 
I'm going to get a pretty damn good seat. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and you're going to get a beer and hot dogs and vouchers for the store for like 60 bucks. Yeah, now I will say this. This was interesting. Back in, I think it was 2000, gosh, was it 2010, 2011, maybe, that I went to a Panthers game. They're playing the Kings. Mm-hmm. This was genius marketing to them. They had a Kings merch trolley That's outside smart. the stadium and inside the stadium. That's because smart. they knew. They knew that they're going to have a lot of out-of-market fans coming to their arena, and they were selling stuff. So why not make money on your, the opposing fans, right, and buying merch? I would 100% do that. That's. It was just like in Seattle for Jays games. Outside of like the uh, ballpark there, I think it's T-Mobile Arena is what it's called, or T-Mobile Park. They okay. had people selling like fake-ass Jays shirts. It's like, well, yeah, market it to that. Um, mm-hmm. On the flip side, what's one team you would not change allegiances for? Or two, I guess. <sighs> this is easy for me. I can get it done and quick. Okay, you go first. Then. The Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> like, I respect what they're doing. They're the only Canadian team in the playoffs right now, but I could never full-on be like, goodbye, team I cheer for, hello, Montreal Canadiens. Could not do it. For me, I think it's probably going to be... I'd say probably Chicago. Is there any rhyme or reason or just meh? Um, so it'd probably be Chicago or Colorado or St. Louis. Okay. Because I picked Colorado as my other one, why wouldn't you pick Colorado? I grew up a Red Wings fan, man. Makes sense. Easy, easy. <laughs> I can't. I can't well, hear you watch. with Patrick Waugh and his rings in his ears. They're, 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 a lot, they're a lot of fun to watch. And I mean, I just I can't get over the fact of you know, uh, Darren McCarty beating that ass. Mm. <laughs> it was just so fun watching those teams go against each other. Oh, it was a blast. like the goaltending matchups, and, goaltending oh, fights, goaltending fights. <laughs> just yeah, fun fun times. And St. Louis because God, a lot of their fans are annoying. Yeah, a lot of them kind of suck. But I mean, every fan base has sucky fans. I absolutely 100%. This is what got me though. Is that like in the playoffs when the Predators are facing the Blues, the entitlement coming from Blues fans and this is me as okay, a 51% biased to Nashville observer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, obviously from Nashville and everything, but the entitlement from a lot a lot, not all I won't generalize it, but from a lot of Blues fans that they deserve to go on because they're the Blues like Y'all realize the three times you went to the final before you won, you got swept, right? Like, yeah. You, you don't have anything to stand on, just as much as the Predators didn't have anything to stand on then. So there's that. And then the Hawks, there's been some questionable things that the organization likes to do at times. Like the news that just came out last week. Uh, there's that which I know we've seen plenty of in sports. Yeah. A few of their fans have been fun to deal with in Nashville just as a media member. Uh, that's pretty fun. But I've dealt with plenty of fun fans in Pittsburgh, too. That was, so that was fun. Like I got cursed out by fans, and I said, oh, I'm just um, radio from Nashville. Well, screw you and whatever you came in on. Get out of our city. Okay, just doing my job. Do, doing my job. I will say, though, <laughs> Chicago fans, my experience in Chicago was nothing but incredible. In um, Chicago, yeah. Yeah. I, I went to Chicago for work a few years ago, and it was on the opening night in the NHL. 
the night in which Austin Matthews scored four goals against uh, the Ottawa Senators, which I completely <laughs> didn't get to watch. But I went to the United Center for the first time since I was a kid, and I bought a solo seat. It was the first time I ever went to a sporting event by myself as like a spectator. Let me tell you, the amount of beer I had there that I did not pay for from the friendly people around me who found out I was Canadian and just wanted to go catch a game, uh, that was some good hospitality. And I'll give them that. I will truthfully give them that. But I know Chicago fans can be downright dickish. So I, I know yeah, there's a I flip mean, side, but I mean, it's every franchise. In every Montreal, franchise has it. In Montreal, when the league got out of the lockout, um, and it was like the shortened season. Me and my buddy took a trip down from Ottawa to Montreal, and uh, I wore a Dion Phaneuf jersey, and him and I had beer bottles thrown at us on the street. Wow. Yeah. And, I, like, at that time, I'm 18. I'm not even, like, I'm not 19. I, I, I'm not an adult. As much as I thought I was at 18, I'm in Quebec <laughs> to drink beer underage. We're not underage. Legally there, because you can be 18 and drink beer. Um but yeah, beer bottles hurled at us. I was like, what the hell is going on? So my hatred for Montreal stems pretty deep. Jeez. Okay. Well, that's understandable. Yeah. All right. Next one. I know we, we have a few questions here that we're not going to be able to get to. I mean, I know Daniel got one. Nick got a good one in there as well. Uh, but I promise we'll get to those as Next we week. go on. And remember, we have a giveaway. Just want to promote that again. I know he plugged that when I was getting my Joe Koi Pop. We have a fun giveaway. And fun meaning you get cash. Yeah, no, nothing. It's just I will PayPal you a hundred U.S. dollars. Hundred, a hundred U.S. dollars. Not even dollars. Canadian dollars. Hundred. All right, so make sure you go and do that. It's the link's going to be on social media, so you better go get it. Okay, this one is coming from Matt. Out of the teams in the bottom of each division, what team would be the best for Jones and or Eichel? My top three would be Ottawa, Detroit, and Dallas. I like it. I like that question a lot. So what do we have for the bottom of the divisions here? Got Calgary, <laughs> Ottawa, Vancouver, Philly, New Jersey, Buffalo, Chicago, Detroit, Columbus, LA, San Jose, Anaheim. Mm-hmm. How about they just do a, a Buffalo and Columbus trade? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That is, oh, not, that is not real. Where would I like to see Eichel? Not best fit. Is the question best fit or where would I like to see him? Oh, I'd like to see Eichel. Well, okay. I would like to see Eichel in Detroit. Him and Larkin on a team. With Mantha, or not Mantha, uh, Vrana. And you build around, and Eisman building around that? Yeah. Ooh. That'd be fun. Ooh. Or Jones in Detroit as well. Then you have a solid defenseman you build around too. I think Jones in Detroit would be a lot of fun because a lot of rumors that are circling right now around like credited sources are talking about... Um, why is this guy's name slipping my mind right now? Rasmus Dahlin going oh, to yeah. Detroit. And that would be a lot of fun. Detroit loves their puck moving like mobile defensemen. Oh, um, yeah. You know what? I'd like to see I'd like to see <laughs> Jones in Anaheim. Oh. To go play with Drysdale, to go with that young youth movement that's happening with Zegris. Max Comtois. I like when Anaheim's fun, or yeah, fun because they're a fun team to watch. Ugh. I've always enjoyed Anaheim. I loved. You're gonna hate me for this. I loved the Corey Perry Ryan gets laughed days where they just were so good together. Yeah, and then people there would like blame the traffic on fans not showing up in the playoffs. Yeah, then they got 
better and more consistent, and people started showing up more. Well, no, and then Nashville continued to own them in the playoffs, and that was fun. That's fine. We're just talking about that where I want to see these players. That was go. I'm sure. I'm sure Anaheim loved it. Oh, great, Nashville again. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where I'd put Jones. Okay. Where would I put Ooh, Eichel in L.A.? Kopitar starting to get older. You got Quinton Byfield there. And then you'd have okay, Eichel. Fair. That would be a lot of fun. Um, Eichel, Eichel, and, Eichel. And LA's going to have the space? If they ship out some of their contracts, yeah. they could, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, when you think, when you look at it right now, they just have a bunch of RFAs. Honestly, you know what I would love? Eichel or Jones to go to Ottawa. And that can be fair because what Ottawa's been doing, too. I mean, they like you were even saying before, they were a fun team to watch, and you could tell that they're close to putting together to be competitive yeah they're like it's easy to say that every team is a superstar away but they have enough of a good core right now and good young pieces that if they add a superstar right now their window extends by about three years because you still have a lot of players on elcs that are coming up and that's how you win a cup is with players on elcs or you just circumnavigate we say it all the time (laughs) <laughs> we say it all the time. But yeah, Ottawa Ottawa would be my number one for both players, now that I think about it. Okay, so I think, I, like what I said, I, one of them I'd like to see go to Detroit. Either and one think, in Detroit would be awesome. You know what's crazy looking at Cat Friendly and seeing all the RFAs and UFAs that Detroit has? <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine ufas holy one hell. two three four five six seven eight nine ten rfas 19 free agents the rfas they, unless they're huge names are pretty easy most times to sign oh yeah but i mean just the fact that that the work that eisman has in front of him here's this there are only three defensemen under contract one of them is Danny DeKaiser, who did hit waivers at one point last season. Philly Hronick is another. Right? Yeah, uh, he's an RFA. Oh, Troy God. Stetcher has one more year. Oh, and Stetcher went there from Vancouver. Yep, and Wyatt Newpower has two more years. I, on, I like to think I know a lot about hockey. Couldn't tell you who Wyatt Newpower is. Here, here Detroit's defenseman <laughs> has listed on Cat Friendly. Danny DeKaiser, Troy Stetcher... Wyatt Newpower, uh, Alex Biega, Philip Hronick, Mark Stahl. Okay, there's there's a name. Dennis Chalowski, Christian Juice, Gustav Lindstrom. It, yeah, those are names. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they tried the they tried to patch it up this year by getting its Troy Stetcher and being like, right. we have some NHL games under our belt. A Mark Stahl too. That doesn't really work if they're not great players. Right. So now the way I say is, can you imagine what Seth Jones could do and you build around him with your defensive core? Seth Jones being 26 years old. I think he, I think he could be a good fit for Detroit, especially you build around him knowing and trusting what Steve Eisman has up his sleeve with all the draft picks they have, that he still could be in a cup window through his, the rest of his, through his career. Yeah, no, I I like that. I think that's probably a better fit, but I just think if you get an Eichel on that team, 
and you can get them to play with Zadina and Verana. Whew. Oh, Eichel would sell tickets too. Eichel would hundred percent sell tickets. Now they necessarily have to necessarily defensemen worry about that as much. Sexy but... defensemen don't sell tickets as much well, as Roman Yossi's pretty damn sexy. Okay. I'll just say unless I'll they are like piss off the fans. Here. Unless <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> unless the defenseman is Victor Hedman or a Roman Yossi. Like I'm talking. Oh, I yes, I agree. Yeah, it's so much easier to sell tickets. You can't throw not sexy and Roman Yossi. He's a good looking dude. I'll give him that. He is a good. He's, he's hot. a good looking dude. I will give him that for sure. Call him daddy. Ay, yay, yay. Happy Father's Day, Poppy. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't say Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day. What? I'm a cat dad. You're a cat dad. Yeah. And you're a dog dad. So Happy Father's Day to you. Thanks. I was weird. I didn't expect it to come back to me. <laughs> you threw it at me. You're right. Best off just calling me Koya. Yeah, I won't call you Tito. Uh, hey, do you know that I'm going to see Joe Koy in two days? Hey, you know, you should probably. By the way, we're giving away $100 on the podcast here. Because Justin's a prick, and I'm going to talk about that now. Um, there's a <laughs> bunch of easy steps. All you have to do is. <laughs> Go over to the link that we have in a lot of our tweets and on our Facebook page. Um, you can follow the Triple P Podcast on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Justin on Twitter. Those are three of the big ones. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Those are our big three. That's where we like to see a lot of you guys. There are 35 entries each there. Anchor and Breaker, throw us a bone. Go sub there. It's a couple clicks. Make a free account. Easy peasy. Uh, visit our page on Facebook, plus 20 there. Go ahead and leave us a like. Visit us on YouTube. Please subscribe, and we'll keep doing more video episodes. Uh, follow me on Twitch, because we are, yes, going to live stream at some point. And yeah. uh, the secret code for 50 points is triple. T-R-I-P-L-E. Triple. Easy. Mm. Super easy. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun giveaway. Um, like it says on the giveaway page, I will send you the money via PayPal. Uh, if a bot or giveaway account wins when we draw this, we're going to re-roll. It's easy as that. And it's yeah. 100 USD flat just in your account, whatever the exchange rate is that day, because I'm from Canada. Oh, shocker. So just hope it's a, a good exchange rate that day. Oh, it's going to suck. I already know it. It's going to be pissed <laughs> for me. It's going to be like 300 bucks. Bro, <laughs> What is it, a ruble? <laughs> Man, I don't even know. What is it today? USD to CAD. How absurd is this going to, or how angry is this going to make me feel? Yeah, 123 bucks. Oh, it could be so much worse. It could be. It could also be so much better. I remember the days, though, when I was up there and I was exchanging, like the exchanger is 50%. Yeah. And I was like, wait, so you're telling me that something that only costs like three or four dollars more in Canadian is actually way cheaper than what I buy in the U.S. because the exchange rate, even with taxes. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Why we see all the Michigan plates crossing the bridge. Welcome to, to Backwoods Land. Canada. Yeah. Oh, God. Also, travel restrictions are starting to be lifted in Canada a bit more for people that are fully vaccinated. I can book my second dose. If you're Canadian, book your second dose if you can. On the 28th, if you if vaccinating is your thing. It's my thing, so I'm going to go do it. I'm not preaching go get vaxxed. I still just... can't believe that... We suck ass at rolling out this vaccine. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just, Any just... of my Canadian fellas can back me up on this. We suck I... at rolling it out. <laughs> I was telling friends about this. Like, wait, they didn't automatically get their second dose appointment? 
Oh, no, no. we do. It's months later. Yeah, months later. And that's why I said. It, no, it was like September or something. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, no, it's all it's all messed it's up. Not, that's not how you vaccine. No, it's <laughs> not. I mean, they kind of realize that because they're now being like, hey, you can book and we'll get this done. And all of me is like, get this needle in my arm so I can go travel. And so I can go like in public and be okay with life. And go to Nashville and come to see Joe Coy. Shut up. Or a NASCAR race or a baseball game. Oh, look at me. I'm Justin. I get to, to do a, fun things. Or go things. to a theme park. You're a dick. I'm no, I'm saying for you, so you can go do these things. Oh, can you tell me? Have you done any of these things recently? All of them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you got to go golfing. I went golfing today too. That's why I look tired as hell. And now, oh no, your cheeks are a little rosy. They got a little, you know, life to them. Thanks, Dad. I'll just, I'll just say though, with all the outdoor things I've been doing and big groups of people, you know, fun social events, my Filipino skin's really starting to come in with my tan line. Oh my god, <laughs> that is not. I have a golf glove tan, so I can't say shit. I've, I've quite the tan lines, especially if you look at my neck to back, because my back has not been exposed. <laughs> your neck, your back, and my crack. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> If you left me hanging on that, I was going to be pissed. <laughs> All right, folks. As always, if you have topics like to discuss, we love the topics you have sent over. We have plenty more to get to in future episodes. Love those questions, too. Just making us think and talk about hockey. Those are the kinds of things that we live for. It doesn't have to be about hockey. It could be about entertainment. It could be about food, whatever. Make sure you're tweeting us at triple P podcast underscore. And I'm at Justin B. Bradford. He's at best of Matt subscribe and all those places you get podcasts we have the full list and link tree there click the link and enter that giveaway because we cannot wait for you to win that giveaway and for you to tell all your friends to listen to triple p podcast and remember once the season gets going we'll be at three episodes a week so we'll have you covered throughout the week it's not one episode that you have to wait for and like when are we gonna get my next episode it's three times a week during the season but through the off season we'll have one a week and then if things break they have big time breaking news yes we're gonna bring you coverage so i'm sure during expansion draft week and NHL draft week, we're going to have a little bit of extra coverage for you because, yeah, of course, ducks. We'll want to introduce you to the Predators draft picks and get you talking about that. All right, Matt, any closing words? Um, tell your friends about the giveaway. Maybe set up a deal with them where if they win, you split it 50-50. Easy peasy. A few clicks doesn't go. hurt anybody. Uh, and also, we're still looking for sponsors. I've set out some feelers, waiting on a few replies, uh, but we'd love to go local. Nashville population, Tennessee population, even Kentucky. doesn't matter to us. Anywhere around you that you think this podcast would be supported by certain small businesses, even bigger businesses, uh, tweet or DM myself or Justin, and uh, we'll work something out. Our rates are, I guarantee you, better than a lot of podcasts. A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here's hoping we get paid. All right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, and Pinoys. We'll talk to you next time.